Thanks for joining us for another great message from Influences Church Australia. We hope it inspires you, encourages you, blesses you and brings you joy. For more information about our church, go online to influences.church. And now for our message. I want to preach you a message tonight called Get Lifted. Somebody say, Get Lifted. Mm, I'm not talking about getting high, not talking about getting high off a substance, but there, are, there is a generation who rely on substances, there is a generation who rely on experiences to lift out of their, uh, you know, their normal everyday life. Come from Melbourne, was the most, I don't know if it still is actually, the most locked down city in the world. There's millions of people that were relying on, on something, relying on some good news, relying on somebody to say something to lift us out of our circumstances. And I wanna tell you tonight that you don't need a substance. You don't need just some external experience. You don't need a relationship. You don't need anybody else to lift you up. We serve a God who lifts us up. I don't know what uh, you're going through right now. I, I don't know what you're feeling, but I know that he's a God who personally takes a hold of us in order to lift us up. Amen. The Bible says in Psalm 145, verse 13, it says this. Uh, I'm going to read a few verses to you here. It says, your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in all his words and kind in all his works. Just those sentences right there. How good is that? The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand and you satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desire of those who fear him and he also hears their cry and saves them. The Lord preserves all who love him, but all the wicked he would destroy. What an amazing passage of scripture. Toward the end of last year, I was reading uh, through Psalms. I read through Proverbs and Psalms probably every year, not on purpose, but I just feel like, God always brings me back there. And, and I was reading through Psalms and I got to, you know, toward the end. If you, if you know the Psalms, then you know this Psalm 145 is what, five off the end, right? I think, <laughs> something like that. It's toward the end, anyway. And like there's a few chapters in a row there that have a similar theme going on. And I was just drawn to this. You know when you see something repeated in Scripture and it starts getting your attention? Have you ever had that? It's like it just leaps out at you. And this was happening to me over these few days. And I was drawn to these words here, the Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. Can I say it to you again? The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. It's a powerful few words right there. It's uh, a couple of other facts for you. Are you ready? Let me just hit you with them right now. Last psalm attributed to David, apparently part of a succession of prayers and songs of praise. It's actually, Psalm 145, an acrostic poem. I was good at those when I was a kid. Andy, awesome. Um, yeah, that's as far as I got. Anyway. <laughs> um, acrostic poem, each line syncs with the next letter of the Hebrew alphabet. There you go. There's just some random facts for you. It'll bless you. But you know, as I look at it, it starts with praise. And that's a good place to start, by the way. I love that we started this service with some praise. We, we started with some rejoicing and, and maybe I could encourage you. We're, are we still at the start of 2022? I think we are. You could start your year with praise. 
You can start your day with praise. It's always a good idea to put on that garment of praise. And let me speak to some younger people in the room. It's a great pattern to, you know, you know, to build your life upon to say, I'm gonna start things with praise. That's what this happens in Psalm 145. It, it starts with praise and then you know, it shifts our attention to what God is like. It's almost like why we should praise. What God is like and what God does. It's almost like it says, God is the type of God who dot, dot, dot. And I'm gonna say that a few times tonight. God is the type of God who, and I'm not referring to a type of God as if he's one of many because we know that he is the one and only. The Lord your God is one. Serve him only. But it helps to uh, us to understand his characteristics, his character, who and what he is like. God is the type of God who. When you begin to praise him, you begin to be drawn, you know, your attention is drawn to who he's like, what he's like. And when you look at what he's like, you're filled with praise again. This is why, by the way, it's so important for us to get in the word of God on the daily. Come on, build your life on the word of God. Get hungry for the word of God. Not just when you hear a church, although it's powerful to hear the word of God, but open up the word of God for yourself. Decide as a young person, as a young adult, as a, as a teenager or however old you are, decide that you're gonna build your life hungry for the word of God. Come on, memorize the word of God again. What a powerful thing to do. And we have generations that have gone before us that memorize passages of Scripture, like whole books of Scripture. Come on, we need some young people that say, I'm so hungry for the Word of God. I need to get it in my heart, get it in my mind, so that I begin to view the world around me through the Word of God. But when you read the Word of God, it results in praise. Why? Because the Word of God opens up to our attention His characteristics. And when I read and when I see what He's like, I can't help but praise again. I'm not just praising because of how I feel. I'm not just praising because the song made me, you know, feel good and jump up and down. And I'm not just praising because of what he's done. See, that's, that's good. I can praise him for the miracles. We're believing for miracles. But it's a whole nother level when you praise just because of who he is. You are good. You are faithful. You are awesome. You are powerful. I don't need you to do anything in order to praise you. It's just because of who you are, God. That's what this psalm is taking us through. Let me tell you, God's the type of God who, right? And the result is praise. But also the result is faith. As I was reading through the, the, the psalms, you know, and as I came to this, I had one of those moments as I'm just reading the scripture, I just had to put it down for a moment because I just felt my faith built up on the word of God. It's another reason to get into the word. My faith was built up as I began to look at who he is again. I began to think about, you know, because maybe I'd been a bit consumed with our lockdowns and maybe I'd been a bit consumed with our circumstances, but as my attention was shifted onto his characteristics, I said, look, it doesn't matter. Even if I don't get out of the circumstance that I'm in, when I begin to think about you, my faith is built up. God is the type of God who lifts us up. Let me read it to you again. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all. Even the inclusion of that little word, all. Man, don't you love that? You're not excluded from this. The Lord upholds all who are falling. And you know what I also love about that? Fall, it doesn't say who have fallen, <laughs> who are falling. Like you might be in the middle of tripping. You might be in the middle of something. 
And God says, I'm, I'm the type of God who upholds all, raises up all who are bowed down. That word upholds, I had to look it up, Hebrew word, sormak, which literally means, I mean, I'm so smart, look at this. To uphold, it literally means to hold up. Switch it around, it's crazy how that'll happen. To hold up means to prop up. But listen, by implication, it means to take a hold of. See, God is the type of God who wants to take a hold of. He wants to take a hold of you again tonight. He he wants you to sense his fingerprints on your life again. He's not just Jesus. I know Jesus called into a dead tomb and called out Lazarus, but he's also the God who laid hold of a coffin where a dead boy was in. He's not just the type of God who will call out to you when you're in a when, when you're when you're weighed down and you're bowed down. He's the type of God who will personally reach out and take a hold of your life. Come on, I don't know whether you're close with God. I don't know what you walked in carrying tonight, but I want you to be encouraged to know God is the type of God who personally reaches out to us, sends Him reaching out to you again tonight, taking hold of your life. He wants to lift you up, to take hold of in order to support, sustain, refresh, and get it, revive. We're just talking about a month of revival God is a God who personally, He wants to work personal revival in your life. How does He do it? By taking hold of your life again to sustain you, refresh you, revive you. Come on, some of us are feeling low in our faith. He wants to revive your faith tonight. Some of us don't feel like we have the strength to go any further. Maybe you're discouraged by what we've been going through in the last few years, but God says, I wanna lift you up. I wanna take a hold of your life. Come on. The point is that Yahweh helps those who fall to get to their feet. He restores and making it possible for them to stand again, says Richard Donovan. It speaks of God's power to revive both our lost hope and our failed abilities. Straightens backs which are bent, says Derek Kidner. Many are despondent and cannot lift up their heads in courage or their hearts with comfort, but these he cheers on. Some are bent with their daily load and these he strengthens, says Charles Spurgeon. God doesn't just yell from a distance. You know, I've got um, uh, my wife and I, we've, we've been the youth pastors at Planet Shakers for eight years now. It's crazy. I feel so old. Also, I don't know what these shoes are, but I regret wearing socks. I mean, not wearing socks. I'm not wearing, there's a chance I'm just gonna take this off. I'm just letting you know. It's no disrespect. It's just holy ground. And it feels weird. Anyway, that was, I was just distracted by my own feet just then. Now you're all looking down like, yeah, what are they? Don't worry about it. I'm from Melbourne. Anyway. There's a chance I'm gonna slip over in my own shoes. It's that slippery in here. The stage is fine, but I'm just gonna go everywhere like this. He upholds me though, you feel me? Anyway, you did something to me, Pastor Josh, before I came up. Just all the talk about the hair. We've been been youth pastors for eight years, my wife and I, and and just, um, we've got two girls. We got a two-year-old and a three-month-old. In fact, she might be four. I've been saying three months for about a month. She's probably four months now. They're so beautiful. My little, my, my two-year-old, she's, uh, her name's Elle or Elle Joy. And she's just crazy. She says so many funny things. It's amazing. Most of them can't be repeated, but just so, so many awesomely, you know, she's just reaching the type of age where you're like, we really need to be careful what we say because it will be repeated. Out of context, it's awesome. Anyway, but she's in her twos and any parents know that like there's certain things that happen in twos and, and some of those things are lying on the floor screaming. And you know, I'm all into discipline, but it's just the reality of it. Some of it is I want my own way. 
Now, there are times where I have to speak to her and there are times where, I mean, mostly my wife, let's be honest, but there are times where I need to speak to her and encourage her. There are times where I say, you know what, I'm not getting involved, but Elle, you need to stand up right now. But there are times where she's so devastated and she's beyond the point of getting her own strength and standing up. There are points where I have to lean down as a father, pick her up, take a hold of her, put her in my arms for a while, restore some strength, restore some courage, restore some closeness in our relationship and then put her on her own two feet again and say, let's, let's start again right now. Are you good? God is a perfect father and he knows when he needs to speak to us, but he also knows that there are moments where he's saying, you know what, I need to get involved right now. And it's not too far down. In fact, Psalm 18 says that he stoops low to lift us up. It's not too low for him to stoop, to bend down to say, I know where you're at. I'm taking hold of you again and I'm lifting you up. Sormac, that's what that means. I felt the Holy Spirit just draw me to three simple areas where God would wanna reach us tonight. Can I encourage you with them right now? Number one is that sometimes we get weighed down. Sometimes we get weighed down. Again, I referenced it and I don't wanna draw too much attention to it, but the reality is the city that I've been living in, there's been a certain weight. Not to over-spiritualize it, but the absolute truth is, I mean, I... I, had, I was in Queensland at some point last year and we were laughing like, ha oh, so glad we made it through that. And then I had to leave there quickly to get back to Melbourne before we were shut out. And all of a sudden we were in lockdowns again. And, and, but I remember the feeling of flying into our city. It's like I'd been in one atmosphere and we descended through the clouds, <laughs> literally. And you, you, literally I looked around and people on the plane went, I'm not even joking. And it's not like, we hate Melbourne because we don't, we love it. It was a, oh, man. And there's people in the city, we've been living under this, oh, man. And it can come from, I don't understand what we're going through right now. Being weighed down can come from something personally you're going through. Being weighed down literally comes from a weight you've picked up. Maybe you picked up a weight. And listen, it has nothing to do with how many years you've lived It just has to do with going through life. It might have been 10 years of life. It might have been 80 years of life. But we pick up weight sometimes and we carry it around. And if that weight is too heavy and if we carry it for too long, it can result in us being weighed down, discouraged. Maybe some of you are feeling like, man, I just can't do this. I can't do this Christian thing. I'm no good at it. Maybe it's, man, it's time to give up on that prayer that I've been praying. It's, It's time to let go of that gifting. It's time to let go of what I was hoping for. We feel discouraged, we feel weighed down. Picked up something that's too heavy a load to keep carrying. And it gets so heavy that that you're weighed down. You know, it's also interesting to think about the fact that weight is sometimes actually good for us. You know, uh, like, you know, if you were to go to the gym, (laughs) sometimes the whole point of the gym is to pick up some weight. But picking up the right amount the right weight and for the right time can build strength in you. But picking up the wrong weight for the wrong amount of time can turn the weight that was supposed to build strength in you and actually can cause weakness to develop in you, right? And this is why, you know, there's a whole lot of questions being asked. You know, let me just speak to our younger demographic for a moment because out of what we've been through in the last couple of years, there's a whole lot of question marks in people's hearts and minds. And question, asking the right questions can build strength. Asking the right questions can cause us to seek God for the right answers and it can build our faith. But hanging on to too many question marks for the wrong amount of time can become the kind of weight that we were never meant to 
carry. There are people walking around with weight at the moment, trying to solve problems that we were never meant to solve, trying to answer things that God has not even given you the influence for. Can I be real? We're trying to get involved in things. We've got opinions about, man, we have never faced more opinions in the world than what we're facing in 2020. Everybody's got the answers and everybody has opinions. But you know what? If we're not careful, those things that we're standing up for can become so heavy. Man, and I'm 18, but you know, I feel like I've got, a, I feel like I've got the answers for everything and I'm not trying to belittle anybody and what you've been through, but I'm just saying, Maybe in the presence of God, maybe he wants to answer us today by saying, listen, you've picked up some weight that I didn't design you to get. Allow me to take it off and allow me to lift you up again because in my presence are the answers that you're actually seeking. In my presence is the refreshment that you need. Come on, isn't it interesting that the enemy started with questions? You know what I mean? Like his door into the in, in, to involvement in the whole deal was, did God really say? That's a question mark. Plenty of people ask Jesus questions. Jesus asked plenty of questions as well. There's nothing wrong with questions, but the right questions lead to greater faith. The wrong questions lead to doubting God. Come on, we need some discernment right now. This isn't in the notes, but I just feel this. Maybe, maybe it is for a certain demographic. I don't know. But we gotta use some discernments to go, Holy Spirit, what is originating from you? What do I need to mull on, take a hold of, meditate on because it's gonna lead me closer to you? And what do I need to reject and let go of in a hurry because it did not originate, it originated in the pit of hell. And sometimes it can be, is this too real for a Sunday night? Oh, thank you for that encouragement. Sometimes there's a fine line between the two. There is, right? And I've, I've carried, I'm saying this because I've carried these things. I, I've come to God, God, God. I wanted to go for it to every demonstration in Melbourne. I'll be honest with you right now. I was ready to, just, I don't know. I probably shouldn't have said that, but I, I didn't, but I was ready to. I don't know what you think about that, but don't worry. They went right past our, our church building in the city and I was like, Lord, I worship you. Man, I, I'm, I, carried, I carried some things last year, carrying some things in the presence of God. But there's this moment of recognition where, where you feel the, the presence of Jesus say, you don't need that. You don't need. Now, I've referenced some stuff that we've been going through. Let's make it more personal. Maybe it's to do with a job. Maybe it's to do with a relationship. Maybe it's to do with a personal circumstance. I don't know. But I guarantee you, if we were to tune our ear, open our ear a little bit to the Holy Spirit, there may be a whisper of, hey, you don't need to carry that. You don't need to carry that. I, I put it on my Instagram. Follow me. No, <laughs> but I put it on my Instagram today. I just had this thought as I was looking at this again. It's the privilege of the shepherd to know the destination. It's the privilege of the sheep to enjoy the journey. There are some questions that don't belong in my mind and in my heart and I can put down. And I can say, God, you just lift me up. Amen. We get weighed down sometimes. I wanna, I wanna encourage you, Psalm 146, verse eight. says, the Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. Matthew 11, 28 to 30 says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God is the type of God who lifts up those who get weighed down. Number two, Sometimes we fall down. God is the type of God who lifts up those who are falling or who have fallen. Fallen, something, now just think about this for a moment. Fallen, falling down is something, 
again, and it's squelchy up here. <laughs> falling is something that results from tripping up, right? It's the next action that comes, the weight shifts, and all of a sudden I'm falling. Sometimes that comes from something we weren't expecting, we didn't see coming. But, but usually we, we would attribute it's a mistake, it's something that I did and, and I feel embarrassed about. God is the type of God who after we have tripped on something we didn't realize or, you know, let's be real, we trip on it again and again and again and again. Sometimes we trip on the same things over and over again. We look back and five years, why am I still struggling with this? But you need to be encouraged tonight to, say, to, to know that God is the type of God who lifts up those who are falling. You know what the Bible says in Psalm 37, verse 24, it says, though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong for the Lord upholds his hand. Proverbs 24, verse 16 says, for the righteous falls seven times, but rises again, but the wicked stumble in times of calamity. Micah 7, verse eight says, rejoice not over me, O my enemy, for when I fall, I shall rise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. Come on, if you've fallen down, if you've tripped up again, get back up. God wants to take a hold of you tonight. And he says, it's not over. You don't have to stay there. You don't have to stay in the dust. You don't have to rub your nose in your mistake. It's time to get up again. It's time to believe again. It's time to trust God again. It's time to be encouraged. It's time to stir up your own faith. It's time to declare the Word of God over you and say, I'm a new creation in Christ. I am the righteousness of, of God in Christ. Come on, declare these things over you. Amen. God's the type of God who lifts up, who lifts us up when we have all fallen. Romans 3, 23 says, all of us have sinned. We've all fallen short of God's glory, God's perfect standard. All of us have fallen. If you've been struggling with sin or you've, you've picked up a bad habit again or you've picked up something that nobody knows maybe or maybe people know but you hope they don't know but you know that you're struggling with something. Come on, you don't have to bear that weight alone or you don't have to lie down in the dust and go, man, woe is me. I'll never be able to do this. Tonight, God can take a hold of you and lift you up. He's the type of God who does, amen? The third thing is this. Sometimes we... Lie down. So, sometimes we get weighed down. Sometimes we, we, we fall down and sometimes we lie down willingly because we've had enough. I'm not talking about the Matthew 11 that I just read before where Jesus gives you rest. I'm talking about the kind of rest that is, you know what, I don't wanna keep walking. I, I don't wanna keep doing, I don't wanna keep believing. I, I don't wanna keep taking risks. I don't wanna keep uh, going after what God has put in my heart. I may as well just settle here. Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 6 says, so then let us not sleep as others do. Let us keep awake and be sober. I'm talking about spiritual sleepiness or disillusionment, having no vision, no hope. Sometimes when we get so accustomed to not moving that you literally become immobile. And again, that can happen because of some longer years that we've lived through but it's not about age. Sometimes, man, I've seen some immobile young people that are, they've become so despondent. They're, why? Because they're, they're supposed to look to the future and they're not sure if, if there's gonna be one. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're looking like, what's the point in hoping? What's the point in having a dream? What's the point? Is there even a future? Maybe some of us, we're like, yeah, I'm part of an amazing church and I can tell my church is going somewhere, but I'm kind of comfortable where I'm at. 
Listen, everything that we've just been talking about this, this month of revival and everything that God is gonna do this year, it's not just for us corporately, it's for every one of us. God doesn't wanna just take us as a body somewhere supernatural. He says, no, I want you to move forward with me. And I'm, and I'm not just gonna shout at you while you're lying down. Tonight, I wanna personally take hold of you, revive you again. Revive, you know what I mean? It's like, it's to wake up from sleeping as well. It's to say, you know, throw a bucket of water on you maybe. Say, hey, come on, it's time to get up again. Hey, there's things to dream for again. There's things to believe for again. It's time to invite people to church again. It's time to, it's time to reach people for Jesus again. It's time to take risks in business again. It's time, to, it's time to go after the dream that God has put in your heart. It's time to believe again that you can be healed. It's time to believe that you can have kids if, if you've been held back. Whatever it might be that God has put in your heart, don't lie down now. Don't decide that 2022 is a year to just get through. Decide that at the start of this year, I am getting up because God is taking hold of my life again. This is my year to go for it. This is my year to become who God has destined me to become. I'm sorry, I, I get passionate when I speak about these things because it's so personal to me because I've been in all of those three places. I've been weighed down. I've been fallen down. I've decided to lie down and give up, but I have discovered that God is the type of God who has met me at all of those three stages. And no matter what you are in tonight, God is the type of God who wants to meet you where you're at. Can we get the worship team up? I think I've run out of things to say. That doesn't happen, to be honest. I, can, I just keep talking. <laughs> it's a disease. No. But I think that'll do, because I think God wants to do some things. I didn't even know this was in my notes, but I just saw the scripture here. I wanna read it to you. Maybe I didn't put it there. God, was that you? Isaiah 40. Have you not known, have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. He doesn't faint or get weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Do you need your strength to increase in God tonight? God does it. Bible just promised it. God's the type of God who does it. He increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary. Young men shall fall exhausted, but they who wait for the Lord will renew their strength. Mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I pray this sermon has blessed you, encouraged you and inspired you. You know, we may never have met. I may not know you, but God knows you. And I'll tell you today, God loves you. That even before you knew about Him, he loved you and He has a plan and a purpose for your life. You know, so many of us do life on our own, trying to lead our life in a way that finds answers and finds the peace and finds the joy we're looking for, but we come up short. But God knew that you needed rescuing, that you needed saving, that you needed His love. So He sent His Son, Jesus, to come and pay the price for our mistakes. He lived a perfect life, but knowing we couldn't, He said, I will take their place. So He died and rose again so that his death could pay the penalty for my mistakes in my past and his life could make a way so that I could have life. I believe that when you believe in what Jesus did and when you invite him to be Lord of your life, you can experience forgiveness, peace, hope, joy, 
purpose and life like you've never known before. It's not about what we've done or who we're not. It's about that we have a God who's good, who can turn things for good and loves you. He's a father, he's a friend, and you can invite him into your life today by simply saying this prayer after me. I'm gonna say this prayer and wherever you are, wherever you're watching around the world, pray this prayer with me. Maybe you once knew God and you walked away. You know what, maybe he's getting your attention today to say, come back into relationship with me. Maybe you've known religion, but never a real genuine relationship with God. Why don't you say this prayer too? And I believe this can be the beginning of a great new day. Let's pray. Dear God, Thank you for loving me and giving your life for me. I pray you forgive me for my past and you walk with me into my tomorrow. Let me know your grace, your forgiveness, your peace, your purpose, your joy and your hope into my life. I ask you to lead me and guide me from this day forward. Be Lord of who I am in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm so glad you prayed that prayer today. I believe that as you did, the peace, the grace, and the love of God comes into your life. You know what? The past is real, but it doesn't have to dictate your future. Let the love, the grace, and the Word of God go with you from this day forward. And I believe the best days are ahead for you. If you prayed this prayer or you want to know more, maybe you're on the journey. Why don't you flick us an email so we can send you some material about following Jesus. We can maybe connect you with a local church near you that you can do life with, get good people around you. And we would love to pray with you. I'm so glad you prayed that prayer. I'm so glad you're on the journey of following Jesus. I'm so glad you listened today. God bless.